0: Welcome to the Real Estate Trainer Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Eisenhower. I'm the CEO and founder of ICC, or Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. ICC is one of the largest real estate coaching companies in the world with thousands of clients and a large team of the most accomplished coaches in the industry who coach many of the highest producing real estate agents, teams, and broker owners in North America. You can find more content on my website the world's leading production training website for real estate agents at therealestatetrainer.com. That's therealestatetrainer.com. Now on this podcast, I'll share tips, success stories, and training for agents and brokers looking to increase their business income while maintaining a balanced life. So whether you are a new licensee, a solo agent, a real estate team leader, or maybe a team member, a broker owner or a manager, you are guaranteed to learn something new on each and every podcast episode. It's a pipeline mentality, you need to have 80 buyers to close 20 transactions. So let me show you how you manage that, okay, you're gonna love this one. whether you're running a team, whether you're a solo agent, whether you're a luxury agent, whatever. I know you're all you're all encountering this one to some degree, right? We've got a low amount of inventory and there's a very big frustration with getting offers accepted right now and getting buyers under contract, right? So this is one of the things we're working with with all our clients right now. And I'm gonna talk in terms of teams But you're going to see very quickly, just because it's easier to talk in terms of teams on this, but this is going to totally apply to all of you that are solo agents. You'll get that really, really quick. So when we talk about pipelining buyers right now, it's absolutely crucial that when we pipeline buyers, we adopt kind of a pipeline mentality right now. And I've talked about this some in the past here with some of you guys before, but I think we're going to be able to kind of expand that a little bit because right now we're in a very unique market. See, for the last seven or eight years, we've been in probably the best real estate market in history where we've had steady like 7% appreciation on average per year. I've never seen it last that long where we just had that much appreciation every single year for seven or eight years. But now we're entering something different and technically it's even better. It doesn't feel better necessarily to everybody, but it's an exact repeat of 2004. Was anybody practicing real estate in 2004? Here, got a a few of you, good. This is 2004, it's almost identical. If it's not, it might even get hotter. But when I say 2004, I mean it's just the start of the housing boom. Like it's just starting. So don't think this is just gonna go, okay? There's no way it's not gonna just go. This is two or three years, guys. You know, absent a black swan event, I'll always say that like, you know, some civil war, I mean, a global pandemic wasn't enough, so it's going to take more than that. Um, But, you know, something like 9-11, something like that, you know, might jostle things. But supply and demand is supply and demand, and we just don't have any supply, and that ain't coming soon. So prices are going to keep going up. Sales volume is going to keep going up. That's one a lot of people don't realize. They say there's low inventory. Not really. We've had more listings in the first quarter of this year than we've had in any other year other than 2006. It just doesn't feel like it. They're just all selling so fast. This is your chance to see us in person. Join us at the ICC Summit along with the real estate industry's top producers as we gather together on the central coast of California for a weekend of masterminding, productivity training, and networking that you won't forget. Visit ICCSummit2021.com to learn more and use promo code PODCASTEARLYBIRD to get 20% off your registration. Register at the link in our show notes before spots are filled. Right, so right now, you know, we'll take a look at it and say, wow, there's no houses to sell. There has been, they're just going so quick because buyer demand is so out of control, right? So that doesn't really help us knowing this. I mean, other than, hey, there's a lot of commissions being earned out there because there's a lot more real estate that was sold last year and even more this year, and likelihood will be even more next year. There really isn't any economic indicator out there The demand's gonna slow down. The government tends to keep printing money, which just keeps making everyone richer. And in theory, that's supposed to pump inflation, which in real estate, we call appreciation, which makes prices go up further because that just increases buyer demand. So we're seeing that happen. And I don't see any, any indication that it's gonna stop. And I don't think anything with interest rates could ever, nor has it ever made a difference with regards to real estate prices. So remember that interest rate. I mean, if you don't remember anybody selling 84, I can't go back to 84, but I can go back to the 80s. Can anybody go back 89? Nancy, go back to 84. You remember those interest rates? You remember how hot that market was? Hot real estate market. 17% interest rates. It's like your freaking And we cow. were selling, we and we were selling lots of houses at 17 and 18%. Hot hot markets. Why? I mean, we were I mean people will, the, the market will find a way if there's mm-hmm. not enough supply. I'll just tell you that right now. And, and we got low, I mean, we got the perfect storm right now. So we got low inventory and, and um, low interest rates. So with that said, we have to get our buyers agents or ourselves in a pipeline mentality, okay? Because here's the deal, last year was a good seller's market. This year, ridiculously hot seller's market. Last year, if you had, if you closed 20 buyer side transactions, you probably needed to work with 30 buyers because 10 of them wouldn't get a house. They wouldn't qualify. They wouldn't find the house they want. Maybe they couldn't sell or whatever. You know, there'd be ten that couldn't get. This year, if you want to do twenty transactions, you better have eighty buyers. Which means you got to write a ton of offers. Which means seventy-five percent of your buyers are not going to get a house this year. Welcome to two thousand four. This makes sense. So that's the mentality that your buyers agents must adopt right now. If you're the buyers agent, that's the mentality you must adopt now that sounds terrible like oh my gosh again that means you're gonna to have to have some tough conversations right that means we're gonna be advising people quite frequently and i think i'm speaking to the choir here no contingencies like and we're gonna to have to explain the risk of not having an appraisal contingency not having an inspection contingency not having a loan contingency we're gonna to have to explain that away we're gonna to have to do our best to contact the listing agent to find out what we need to do. To, to You know, we're gonna have to try to go cash as best as we can. We're gonna to have to explain that we're competing against real estate investment trusts, hedge funds, offer pad, Zillow, and they're all cash, investors, flippers, you name it, and they're all cash. So we have to explain that. And that's not a fun conversation to have, but guess what, doctors have to tell They don't, doctors don't just deliver babies. It's not all roses and unicorns. They also have to tell patients they have cancer too. So you're gonna have to have the tough conversations up front. I think this goes without saying. You're gonna have to tell them, hey, you may have to borrow $500,000 from your parents and then refi it afterwards. You may have to help them find a bridge loan. You may have to help them find a hard money loan. Those are all things that we had to do in 04, 05 and 06. Conventional financing won't work. So FHA and VA forget about, freaking forget about, right? Like that ain't gonna happen those loan programs might as well not exist right makes sense asking for closing costs forget about it trying to cover it with a higher price forget about it. so that stuff just can't happen that's the shift that happened in the last three months and you got to make it so you got to get used to sending out emails cya cover your butt emails that say hey remember i really wish car would get a form together on this that would explain kind of like the the live the liability away Kind of like if you opt not to get a home inspection, this is what you opt if you waive all your contingencies. But otherwise, you're, you know, CAR is not on that. So you're gonna to have to explain it. You're gonna to have to say, hey guys, you know, please understand that you're risking your deposit. With that in mind, I will say MCA, the Market Conditions Advisory is a good one to add in and definitely, are. I mean, explain the situation, but also get that signed. There you go, I like that. Thank you, Candice. Candace helps so much. I just go. Hey,
1: the, uh, hi, uh, Bob Ridgeway. Hey, Bob. Uh, Real quick, uh, you know, kind of feeding off of what you're talking about here. One of the issues I've run into with a couple of clients as of late over the last week was there was questions posed to me. One, we're in escrow, but also another one where we keep looking at property and not able to secure the one they want. They keep bringing up, hey, is this not a good time to buy? Because, uh, you know, obviously I don't have a crystal ball. None of us do. But based on what you're uh, telling us right now, I think that's going to help me explain to them that, no, this is still a good time to get in. And again, with the inventory, that's something I've always had in my head that, yeah, we have no inventory, but you're right. We've sold so many properties. And if you look at, I know Sam's real good at showing our charts every uh, every month or every quarter as to how we're doing with West Ventura County. My, my biggest issue I'm trying to, to do, and I've been doing this 31 years, 32 years, is trying to convince them that, you know, it really is okay to pull the trigger. And oh, now, yeah. That's where I'm running into it right now. Yeah, let me show you that. That's a perfect question, Bob. Okay, Bob.
2: Bob, I have a real good insight for you on this. I uh, listened in on Jeff Yarborough's live stream uh, Tuesday, oh, which was yesterday. Okay. It seemed like a year ago. and. Um, and Jeff is, as we know, a very bright agent, <laughs> number one in the Beverly Hills office, which is saying a lot, humble, wonderful guy, but he was posed the same question and what he does uh, is that they bring up history of the real of real estate and the interest rates and shows and shows them if you had wanted to wait last year, what you'd be looking at this year. And if you can't afford it this year, if things continue, it's gonna be really unaffordable next year. So they, even though it's a lot of hard work, things that are worth it are always hard work. If it was all easy, then we'd all be riding horses. So they should, um, this gives them like in black and white reasons why they should stick with it. Also when doing the offers, he suggested that um, you, always contact the agent just don't be one of the numbers call them talk to them find out what seller services they want and in your offer don't just say seller services say the actual services that they re- are requesting he also mentioned a lot of things for the other side which is the listing side but we're not on that right now but he really feels that a lot of it if you come in if you have to do a, a lending one you know a, a one with a loan that you contact the lender and you see if they can get them pre-approved through underwriting which i know some of our in-house i mean not in-house but affiliated lenders do do for you so you come in not just with a pre-qual letter but an actual underwriting letter saying yes this this a, this client up to the house has been pre this borrower has been pre-approved all the way up to that stage so you come in virtually the same as cash, except there is an appraisal situation. But all in all, that's a very powerful tool to use. And it's all about communication with your uh, with the selling agent as well. Remember this when you're out there looking for listings and that sort of thing. You burn an agent, they're never gonna forget your name. Uh, and so this is why I'm always telling everybody You know be kind to the other agent be helpful to other agents because those that may be the agent well you know how it works that will be the agent looking at your offer against everyone else's so these are just a few tips i picked up from jeff yarborough and passing on to you
0: thank you april once again i'm going to segue off exactly what you said there too especially that first part check this out if you want to close 20 buyer side if your buyers agents want to close 20 buyer side transactions you are going to need to write 80 offers okay you're gonna to have to work with 80 clients so if we are trying to convert like bob had talked about this is your median sales prices over the last what is that like 50 years so someone said you know what's going to happen with prices I, you know bob i don't know if there's ever a time when you shouldn't have bought and if you're thinking about 2006 it doesn't look too
1: bad now does it see what i'm saying so exactly i mean it's not uh yeah you got the little bit of a hiccup there but we we all lived that uh, I think oh, it was scary that
0: was yeah so it was we, scary but everybody got I, their equity back by 2012 2013
1: on average right right exactly Makes and, sense. and I bought uh, my first house I bought an 81 so that was what 20 percent interest rate uh, we got the seller to carry at 15 percent for crying out loud yeah, so
0: that's crazy that's awesome so With that said, you can kind of see how this price, and I'll share this with you. And you really, I mean, this this, to me, if you're an agent and you do not show this to every buyer, I I don't know what we're doing because every buyer is afraid they're going to overpay. All they're going to hear for the next three years as prices keep going up steadily for three years, I'm not joking, is the bubbles coming, the bubbles coming. That's all they're going to hear. That's all we've been hearing for the last seven years, right? Oh, my gosh, get ready for the shift. Get ready for the shift. Remember that? You remember last year? Here comes here comes COVID, get ready, pivot, cut your expenses. I think it's all crazy without supply and demand being a consideration, but you can see what happens. They're gonna be hearing all this craziness. Only one thing matters, supply. Nothing else matters when it comes to home prices, okay? Nothing else matters but supply. You got to, just gotta remember that one. Don't let anything else, presidential elections don't matter. Pandemics don't matter. Interest rates don't matter. Supply and demand trumps everything. Can't say it enough. Can't say it enough. It has never, ever been defeated in 100 years since the interest rate was developed, okay? So please understand that. And housing prices, the biggest dip we've ever seen since the Great Depression is this little guy, okay? This little guy. And everybody was all freaked out about this little guy. All they had to all do is wait four years, but that's what a little panic will do for you. Heck, we all know about panic, right? We just went through a global pandemic. See what I'm saying? So that's what I'll do. So please show them this. And they say, when's the best time to buy? My answer is farther to the left on this graph. As far left as you can go, right? So when's the best time to buy? Today. Second best time? Tomorrow. Third best time? Day after tomorrow. And I I really have a hard time with anybody disproving that. So we really need to show and not tell, okay? We really need to show and not tell. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to throw that one in there, too, just so you all have that. I mean, put it in your listing presentation packets. Let them know. Share it on Facebook, whatever. Tell a friend. Put it in a homing pigeons claws. Let them fly off and drop it. There you have it. So, okay, back to our buyer's agents too, I want to talk you on that. So remember where I left off. If 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 your buyer's agents or you wrote 20 last year, they had to have 30 clients. This year, if they want to close 20, they're going to have to have 80 clients, which means you got to write a lot more offers this year. You got to write a lot more offers on the buyer side this year. Because if you're not getting a bunch of listings, and we'll talk about listings at some point, but unfortunately, not a ton of magic pills. So what you already always know works. On the buyer side, you have to shift how you do business. We have to go all the way back to 16 years ago to to find the behavior. So if you tell me, wow, that's no fun, I have to represent 80 buyers, and and 75 of them aren't going to get a house, and only 20 of them are gonna get a house. That is true. But believe it or not, it's the easiest time to be a buyer's agent right now. Easiest time. And that's the hard part. Yes, right, representing 80, 80 buyers and only getting 20 accepted and writing offer after offer after offer, that's four to one. You're gonna to have to write four offers to get one under contract. Everybody get that? So that means you gotta write a lot more offers to get the same amount of business. How come that's easier? because writing offers is a lot easier than showing property. And you don't have to show much property at all right now. There's almost no property to show. Make sense? Showing property you have to do at night and on weekends. In fact, if we go back to Bob's little nightmare period of 2010, you would usually have to show 30 to 40 properties to every buyer just to get one under contract. Now that's a nightmare. That's no fun. And then you'd get it under contract And he'd back out because he found another listing that just came on the market. In fact, they could back out right before the loan funds at closing because it's a buyer's market, which is a nightmare. If you're a buyer's agent, a buyer's market is a nightmare if you're a buyer's agent, get it? It doesn't seem right, but that's true because you have to show so much freaking... Buyer's markets are nightmares for everybody. They're nightmares for every. No one likes a buyer's market, you know? So no, and so all these agents running around saying, we need more inventory, be careful. (laughs) This is the easiest market to operate in. A lack of inventory means you, you have to show very little property, but you do have to shift in everything you do and write more offers. You don't have to work the weekends as much. Your buyers are just going to do whatever the seller says. They're not going to back out. They're not going to negotiate. They're not going to nickel and dime. Transactions are extremely solid from contract all the way to close. They're going to get very real with their offers, everything. So, it's act- so your buyer's agents need to hear this. They have to hear this, so they're going to be like, oh, man, this is so hard because that's what agents do. They gripe about whatever market they're in, and you've got to change that mindset. And if you're your own buyer's agent, you've got to change your own mindset. Write the offers, stop showing so much property, I doubt you can, there shouldn't be much to show, and get used to writing more offers. Know it's four to one. So if you're not getting enough transactions, you're not writing enough offers. You have to play to win. And that's how you quickly educate your buyers. More offers, more rejection, more turning down. You can try to set expectations as much as you want, and a good agent will, but you all know that'll only go so far with some of these clients. You know, some have to lose a few times before they get motivated.
1: Amen, amen, Brian.
0: Yes, there you go. So you, some, you know, <laughs> they like do. It's man. preach, man. Just like, just like some sellers have to test that price. And right man, now- Man, you, you you. can read people's
2: minds, man.
0: <laughs> that's what you were thinking? Yeah, you gotta get that. <laughs> so you gotta, but that's, I mean, that is true. So you gotta write them. So the key yeah. is to write them, write them, write them, write them, get yeah. them real in a hurry. And again, it's a lot easier sitting behind a desk between the hours of nine to five writing a bunch of offers than it is scrambling on a Friday night or a Sunday evening when you're away from your kids showing property at weird hours, right? Or like risking COVID and things like that. So you don't have as much. So let your buyer's agents know, hey guys, it's an offers game. So not as it, it's not just an offers game too. It's a pipeline mentality. Remember I said you need to have 80 buyers to close 20 transactions. Okay, so let me show you how you manage that. Okay, you're going to love this one. This is going to be something you're going to be. Am I ignoring anyone? No. Okay, you're not. Okay, so with that said, I am going to show you what we call an inventory pipeline. But this is our buy, uh, buyer agent pipeline here. You can see down at the bottom, I have a listing pipeline too. I'll give you that as well. You got active listings, listing agreement yes. sign and listing fees. And we got the buyer pipeline next, which I'm going to talk about for a minute, and then a pending inventory pipeline, that's not rocket science. I'm sure a lot of you have something like this. This is everything you have under contract right now. But the buyer inventory, that's the key one right here, okay? So this is a team, it's a fictional team that I kind of borrowed some names from my my wife a few years back. And you can see at the top, we have everybody that has buyer's agency agreement signed. Okay, whatever you call them in your neck of the woods. You don't have to have these. I mean, I am a big fan of using them, especially in this market, but if you don't want to use them, that's fine. It doesn't really matter. Some people refer to them as buyer listings because right now you do carry a big buyer inventory. Like you need 80 buyers to write 20 transactions. These are the agents and how many buyer listings they have signed up above. So we're tracking their inventory and these numbers are not enough to survive in this market. Okay, then down below, these are the active buyer leads. These are people that we know they're actively looking right now that would buy a house if we could find one that we're working with, but they're not married to us yet because we don't have a buyer agency agreement signed. To get a buyer agency agreement signed, we must do a one-on-one consultation, whether that's in the office or or virtually during Zoom face-to-face. We'll call it face-to-face consultation okay? Where we sit down and explain the expectations. I'm going to work for you, you're going to work for me, and I'm going to help you through the whole process so that we don't just become a door opener because if you're just going to become a door opener and I'll just keep showing you houses and hopefully you're loyal to me and you don't use somebody else in the meantime, trust me, they do not believe that you are their agent. You hope they know that and you get mad when they don't use you, but it's on you for not being honest and being manipulative and hopefully that you're guilting them into it someday. Sit down and tell them what you expect. Tell them you expect to work with them and that we're gonna have a strategy for finding their home and we're gonna do a thorough home search and I'm gonna do a complete needs analysis with you and and uh, we're gonna get you pre-qualified and, and, and then they will expect that they are working with you. And then it's very, very easy to get them to sign a buyer agency agreement, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that right now. I do want to get the idea of pipeline. So what we're always trying to do is focus on these people down below. These are the most important people in your database. Okay, these are all even more important. than Those Google leads we we're talking about those Zillow leads we we're talking about even your sphere of influence. These are more important. These are people we know want to buy and sell right now. This is your highest conversion rate in real estate. And you have some sort of remote relationship with them. So these are the people we need to be in contact with the most. And what are we trying to do? We're trying to scoot them up here. We're trying to meet with them in person. Okay? And then we're trying to grow this number. This is the most important number we should be tracking. This is the document that most of the teams I coach are going over in their team meeting with their entire team each week to see because we can predict this team, Melissa's going to kick butt because she's got 10 active buyers right now. We know there's at least two and a half transactions in. There, right? Four to one. Four to one in this market. So she's got two and a half transactions coming out of this. When spring and summer inventory does hit, she's got 10 people ready for it. You know what, you know what these guys down here are doing, Jessica and Logan with three and one? They maybe have one transaction between them. And the problem with that is when a bunch of inventory comes. They've only got one or two clients they're working with. Why? Because right now they're totally obsessed with trying to find those two clients a freaking house. You cannot do that in this market. You, cannot, you can't control that. You can't spend all your time like praying and sacrificing live animals to try to get more listings to hit the market. That's not gonna do it. You can't control that. All you can do is set their expectations, set them on listing alerts and show them what you can. After that, you spend all your time and energy trying to grow your pipeline so you have more buyers. That's what your buyer's agents or you need to hear. They need to hear if you've got three active buyers, that really needs to be 20. So spend your time getting to 20 because if you get 20, that means you've got five pending in there, four to one ratio. If you've only got four right now, that means you've only got one pending. That's not enough. Stop spending all your time on the one bird in your hand and try to get more birds. So it's all about lead generation, not so much on lead conversion because lead conversion has a low conversion rate right now. It's real slow on the buyer side. So we got to spend more time generating, less time converting the few leads we have. Not to mention if we generate more right now, when all the inventory hits in spring and summer, which we'll have an abnormal amount this year, an abnormal amount in spring and summer, Ridiculously abnormal, because now sellers can list whenever they want to. And it's convenient in spring and summer. At that point in time, if you've got 20 buyers, you're going to make a lot of money this year. If you've got four because you're obsessing over the birds in your hand, you're not going to do that one. So when I'm meeting with my team, this inventory pipeline is the lead measure that I'm focusing on primarily. I'm saying we got to get the people. Don't worry about how many we've got under contract. Let's don't worry about how many we've got closing. Those are lag measures that are far behind us. Instead, let's focus on getting our pipeline numbers up. Make sense?
2: It does, except one item. Um, buyers right now are not content to just simply. Now, Mind you, I don't handle buyers usually, but that I can tell from what I'm seeing that they're not content to just sit back and wait for drips to come in they want you to find something off market. They want you to be out bird dogging for them. They want to use the, or they'll go straight to a listing agent thinking that that will, you know, help them buy a house. They're desperate to find a house. And in that desperation, they'll do what they have to do and worry about you later. So,
0: I, um, you, I, you can't I agree do with you, that. April. I agree with yeah. you. And I and I am saying do what you can. You know what I'm saying I am saying do what you can. But again, it's a numbers game. And I would say if you have 30 clients, that's going to be a small handful of them that starts to go way outside of it. And quite frankly, like I told you, 75% of them aren't going to get a house. If one becomes too bothersome, I'm going to move them into that 75%. Does that make sense? Like, I'm going to push you out there because this is, I can't let one or two crazy ones that are too demanding derail my entire business structure or you'll see that one person will consume you. And now you've got this one person that's preventing you from going from one active buyer to 20. You know what I'm saying? So do what you can. But if one dominates you too much, like, Oh my gosh, I need off markets. You suck. You're not doing anything for me. Hey, buddy, you're just a buyer. You're in a different, you're in a different social class right now. So stop demanding. You're not a listing. You're a buyer. You know? So I'm not going to say this, obviously, but I'm going to think it. Like, uh, know your place. Because <laughs> I will. And you're going to see a lot of people like April yourself not working with buyers right now. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a 4 to 1 ratio. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of that. Um, so I wouldn't let one dominate you too much, but do do what you can. You know what I'm saying? So get off-market stuff. Do your work. But even there, there's just only, only so much time you can spend on that kind of stuff. You know, it shouldn't dominate you to that point. And then let's kick the rest of the curb. Anybody that gets too obnoxious right now, you know, um, I'll deal with the obnoxious stuff on the list side a lot more than normal right now. But on the on that's the buy side, husband, what's that?
2: That's how what's I that? found a husband. That's,
0: that's how you how found, how a, found husband? a
2: husband? There was an A team, a B team, and they got kicked. Everybody got kicked to the curb except for the one guy.
0: <laughs> and that's the guy you married? You'll do. I'll list your house and I'll marry you. Perfect. <laughs> it
2: went the other way around. I was an up call.
0: You were the up call. That's good.
2: Right. Real estate's been very good to my husband. Very good.
0: That's how you do it right now. You just leverage everything around uh, around real estate. That's well done. That's team building right there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Trainer Podcast, sponsored by Eisenhower Coaching and Consulting. For more information about real estate coaching or to watch my training videos, check out therealestatetrainer.com or join our Facebook called The Real Estate Agent Roundtable. Thanks again.